It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. I'm going to take a stab in the dark here and poll the audience, poll the Patriot audience, that if I were to say you to you that in any way we were going to prioritize giving vaccines to terrorists over Americans, that would be a good idea, and I would guess it would not poll well. But apparently, that is something that requires action in Congress. Joining me now, Representative Ashley Hinson from Iowa's 1st District. Uh, lead, she's leading a resolution along with New York Congresswoman Elise Stefanik to oppose Guantanamo Bay vaccinations before American citizens. Representative Hinson, this is something I, I would like to say I don't get, but sadly, this is real. Yes, it is. And David, thanks for having me on to talk about this. And um, it's it's really a sad state that I had to introduce the Vaccinate Americans Not Terrorist Act. Uh, but we have to. We have to, again, uh, tell um, an administration that we need to prioritize Americans, um, especially when it comes to something as important as this vaccine. So um, I, I was angry and upset when I heard that terrorists at Guantanamo Bay were going to cut Americans and Iowans in my district in line for this vaccine. People like Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, one of the terrorists behind the 9-11 attacks, was actually slated to receive the vaccine before people in my district. So um, that's why I decided to introduce this act. And unfortunately, Congress needs to tell the administration this shouldn't happen. Um, I know they put it on hold, but um, I, I think we need to be very clear that this is unacceptable. And thousands of Iowans are waiting their turn in line, and, and they need to be ahead of terrorists at Gitmo. I'm trying to see how this plays out. I reached out to a friend who actually uh, was there, deployed to Gitmo, try and get some sense of the, you know how the daily routine plays out. These terrorists are visited by their attorneys occasionally, so that is one point of contact from the outside. Otherwise, they're essentially isolated from any population except for the interactions with those that are there to guard uh, issues aside with the various activities they carry out, like throwing urine at our soldiers and and other things that they do to our service members. But was there any prevailing uh, danger, any immediate need to vaccinate a terrorist who has little, if any, contact during the COVID pandemic? Well, I can tell you where the real danger lies, and that's um, right here in the United States. We need to make sure that we are protecting our people because we are trying to reopen our economy. Many states are still shut down. This is the way where I think the more we can get people vaccinated, we can get as much back to normal as possible. Um, you know, I myself have had to isolate. I've had COVID myself as well um, in November. Um, so I understand um, what that does not only to your family, to your lifestyle, um, and many people have lost their jobs. Many people have lost loved ones. Um, this is why it's a priority for me to make sure that my constituents have this vaccine. Um, the cops in Cedar Rapids, they should be ahead of terrorists at Gitmo. Nurses in Waterloo should be ahead of terrorists at Gitmo. Teachers in Dubuque should be ahead of terrorists at Gitmo. And so um, that's, that's what this bill really is about. It's about making sure that we send a very clear message that we need to prioritize Americans here. 
Look, I'll even go further and say that Americans in prison should be ahead of terrorists in Gitmo. But again, I, I'm trying to use both knowledge and logic and common sense working together here. And, you know, terrorists are not interacting, you know, even with each other uh, to, to any degree. They're not meeting with outside counsel repeatedly during a pandemic. So, you know, I guess maybe for the average patriot listener, you're saying, why is this even... Why is this even a big issue? I take the point of your legislation, though, and the point that, you know, we have to prioritize uh, not only Americans, but those that interact and especially in areas we need to open uh, things we need to reopen schools. Let's talk right. about schools for a minute, because you've re- also introduced the Reopen Schools Act. want uh, an effort to get students back into the classroom safely. Another issue that, unfortunately, not being handled where it should at the local level quite well. What can Congress do and what is the what is the instrument in your proposal that would get schools to reopen? Well, I think it comes down to accountability for tax dollars. Uh, This is really actually both the bills I've introduced this week are really about accountability. And um, the Congress already has sent fifty four billion dollars to get schools back open, K-12 schools. We need to get kids back in the classroom. And my bill that I, unfortunately, the Democrats blocked this week on the House floor would ensure the money was used for its intended purpose so that students and teachers could get back in that classroom. Um, you know, I hear frequently, we gotta listen to the science. We have to listen to the science here. The CDC already came out and said, students should be back in the classroom. Schools are not a high transmission environment. Young kids have a low infection rate, a low transmission rate, a low risk of serious illness from COVID-19, and um, they need to be with their peers. This is a mental health issue at this point. Um, You know, we're seeing an increased incidence in teenagers using emergency rooms for mental health care right now, and that's just unacceptable to me um, to to hear that um, schools are not providing an an in-person learning option for students. So this basically says, hey, you get a 30-year money up front to help you uh, get started with the reopening process. But if you don't follow through with that, uh, you don't get that extra two-thirds of money. We want to make sure that this is going to, to reopen those classrooms safely um, with that PPE, making sure that uh, we have access to that for our teachers and for our, you know, our, our uh, staff that are working in these schools. So we can do it safely, and that's exactly what this money was intended to do. But I just make, I, we have to make sure that we are actually uh, following through with that and providing that option for in-person learning um, so that parents and families have a choice and we get our kids back in the classroom. Yeah, let's go a little bit further with this discussion. My guest, Rep- Representative Ashley Hinson from Iowa's 1st District, $54 billion goes out uh, to education, to these schools to open K-12. through uh, I decided to do some check-in and have people who've been involved in the PPE field for some months now or since the pandemic struck looking at procurement by these schools of ppe gear uh, all the safety protocols even in improving air filtration systems in these schools uh, that has been done in a lot of these districts so the arguments don't make sense if the money is there and the money is being spent but yet teachers and unions and city mayors like Lori Lightfoot and others are arguing over when to go back, when to reopen. I mean, are our tax dollars essentially being wasted by a system that isn't putting the end goal or the desired goal of those tax dollars being applied to work? 
Yeah, well, I, I think, unfortunately, it, it goes back to what I was saying when I was talking about vaccinating terrorists. It's, it's seeming like people don't want to put people first here. In, in this case, it's students need to be put first. Um, and I think that's just incredibly unfortunate. In Iowa, we have really led the way on this issue. We've provided that choice to families, um, providing an in-person learning option, but also providing a virtual option. There are children and families uh, who have underlying health conditions. And I think we need to be understanding of that and provide them an option so that they can, they can continue to learn and they don't fall behind. But, you know, so two doors down from me, my neighbor has chosen to do in-home uh, in, in learning, virtual learning. My kids are back in the classroom. But I think that should be a choice that um, families and parents and, most importantly, taxpayers have since we are funding this. Um, $54 billion is not a small amount of money, and there needs to be accountability there. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely frustrated by this. And, and I wanted to point out, too, you know, I would encourage people to go to my website, ashleyhinson.com, engage there, fill out our petitions, and then we actually launched a website, novaccinesforterrorists.com. We need to be able to use our voices to, to tell the administration this is unacceptable. We need to put pressure on because, unfortunately, as we're seeing, uh, they're not following through on, on the accountability side. So, so that's what I'm trying to do, put accountability and transparency on behalf of the taxpayer. The question, of course, then becomes being effective. You're right. You can put pressure on, raise the issue, get people involved in the issue. But you know, let's deal with the school issue. This is so contradictory in one state to the next, in city to the next, that can can there be a real world effect on these decisions in these? Uh, to reopen schools or not. In a same district, private schools will be open with students going to school safely, following the science, and down the street, a public school is closed. It makes no sense. No, and it's an equity issue, David, at this point. I mean, it's it's a real problem. You know, when, when I talked about kids falling behind, um, this is a real issue, and I think it's something else that we as policymakers are going to have to tackle in the coming years. And, you know, access is really important. And in rural Iowa, we have broadband challenges. So you have this additional challenge of it's not as easy as walking down your stairs and logging onto your family computer. Uh, you have to maybe go get into a, a parking lot at a local library to be able to access the Internet. Um, and, and then just down the road, you're right, these other schools are open. So we need to make sure that parents have the, the options available to them. And honestly, I would say to, to people listening today, if you're in a state that hasn't reopened schools, use your voice. It's time to make sure those school boards, um, your representatives and your governors hear from you because this money right now has been appropriated to the states. And all we're asking is that they follow through with their plan in order to get that money. I will watch carefully. We see this every day, and who knows what the resolution, if there is one, will look like. Representative Ashley Hinson, Iowa's 1st District. Thank you. Thank you, David. You can join me live on The David Webb Show, Monday to Friday, 9 to noon East, on Sirius XM Patriot 125.